spoiler alert when uh, this whole podcast is a spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, maybe we have one new listener to add to the three. <laughs> Welcome to Feminist Frequency's Star Trek Discovery Recap Freecast. I am your host, Anita Sarkeesian, and I am joined by the enchanting Ebony Astor. Ooh, I like that. Let's do that every week. Yeah, you're going to get a new one every week. They're not always going to yeah, be good. But it just, yeah, exactly. It'll depend exactly. on your performance so just... that week. <laughs> That's busted, Anita. I know. Damn. Well, write in and support. This is what it's like to work at Feminist Frequency, just this conversation. I know, just exactly. constant. Yeah, exactly. Just like constant <laughs> shelling. Damn. All right. Woo. So this is episode 11 of season one. Last mm-hmm. week, we actually were like, hey, mirror episode, not so bad. This right. Week- and then immediately I got this shit from someone over Twitter. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> because we were like, oh, this episode wasn't total garbage. And they were like, oh, so the episode where uh, a gay man is killed is the one where y'all finally like it. And I was like, yeah, if so you don't I do want to talk about that up. a little bit. Uh-huh. So I saw that, right? And I was like, normally, yeah. not normally, but like historically, I have definitely be, been one to call out when the the only singular token right. queer character is killed, Buffy. Right. <laughs> the reason I didn't say anything about it is because there are actually two queer characters on this show, and there are multiple people of color on the show. And so I was like, that's kind of the point, right? Like, the point is to have, to not tokenize folks and have different representations of different like different ways to be queer and different ways to be people of color and different ways to be women and, and the expression of all of that. So I well, yeah, and like, I don't, you know, I don't I, want I, I, I didn't want him to die, but I think that like Exactly. Exactly. And I mean I appreciate that there are people who, you know, uh, are genuinely concerned about the the fate and the character arcs um as they exist for queer characters. Absolutely. On this show and others, right? But I was like in the podcast that you're referencing, we talk about how we both love Culver as a character, mm-hmm. how we were devastated when he died. So the fact that, like, as a whole, the episode itself had some, finally some, like, dramatic movement, a sense of pacing, some suspense, you know, had nothing to do with the fact that we were like, oh, and thank God the one gay character died, you know? Yeah. Like, we weren't thinking no, that. Of but then not. also, yeah, we were, I mean, so I was just like, listen, I'm not going to respond to this because, you know, I assume the person uh, made that criticism in good faith. Like they weren't just trolling us or whatever. But as you know, I'm trying to learn to be better to not just pop off. It's the year of our Lord 2018. I want to be slightly <laughs> more thoughtful. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to let you have that opinion. I'm not going to try and have the last word. But then, of course, I come on, you know, yeah, like you a just jackass. And I talk about it on the podcast, right? right. So, you know, I'm yeah. baby steps. And look, okay? I'm baby not, steps. Yeah, and I'm going to just, you know, like echo that. Like, I'm not – I'm glad people brought that up. And I'm glad people are having that discussion. And I'm not hostile towards that. I'm not mm-hmm. hostile towards that being tweeted at us, like, great like that's a part mm-hmm. of yeah, I want yeah. to have conversation around this but so that is my take I guess and our take yeah. on the particular situation and why we didn't mention it um right so you know God, I wish people could see you as we're recording this because you have an amazing like old school Star Trek top knot going on right now <laughs> take, make it take a picture and tweet it out uh yeah let's not do that um we'll see but uh okay so this episode was garbage 
It really. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on. I'm going to try no. to be. Uh-uh. Uh, no, no, Don't no, no, try no. and be. <laughs> I'm going to be. I'm going to be slightly nuanced and fair as we come you, off of an episode you that can we be, both like. I thought yeah, you the can, first. You can be good cop to my bad cop. No. I do not care. I'm not. I'm going to be like half a cop. Well, fuck cops. But we need a new <laughs> analogy for this. But I thought the like the first 10 minutes or so, I was like, all right, all right, all right. Okay, I'm here. I'm with you. Whatever. Cool. And then it just, then it got kind of like, uh, like, uh, I kind of like what, I like the story you're trying to tell and I hate how you're telling it. And then it got dumpster fire garbage bad all in the span of a fucking 40 minutes or hour, however goddamn long this show is, which is too long. Too long. Make your show shorter. At least you had the first 10 minutes of goodness. I am the biggest idiot walking the planet because, <laughs> as I explained to you, I, you know, queued up the CBS All Access app and was like, okay, I'm going to settle in with this. I'm actually, like, tentatively hopeful. Episode started, um, and I was like, oh, cool. It's a flashback to the very first episode. Like, we're seeing Tkuvma and, you know, um, Giorgio, and, like, we're, they're walking it back and whatever. It took me a full 10 minutes to realize I had queued up the actual first episode. <laughs> And I go and I was like, oh, <laughs> I was so mad at myself. I but love it that also it took shows you like how long. forgettable this. Sh- I know, see, right? <laughs> this show is so forgettable that I was. It was like I was watching these bits for the first time. You're getting too. So, high. anyways, you're you're all getting. Oh my like, god, you're getting super high before you watch these shows. You don't even know what's going on. No, but but for real, for true, I'm gonna keep it 100 with y'all and show you how the sausage is made. I have a killer hangover today do you really and was watch yeah and was watching this show <laughs> in the worst mood so my review is absolutely affected by the pain i was in but yo i felt <laughs> i felt such empathy for Lorca because he was struggling with pain and torture and i was like <laughs> my brother i'm in pain I, too i love that you're like Making the comparison between being tortured for, like, what? I I don't even know how long the time has passed because the show's fucking terrible at telling stories. But, like, yeah. he's in so much pain and being tortured. And you're like, yeah, and that's, I'm like, talking about that's my like hangover. having a hangover. I know. <laughs> Yay. No one can ever accuse me of having perspective or no, self-awareness. It's true. It's true. But. All right. What, I, where do we start with this? Uh, I. Okay. I don't, fuck, I don't even know where to start. So it, it opens up with Michael doing a little, like, first-person narration, mm-hmm. which you realize isn't first-person narration. You realize that it's her talking to Tyler in bed. Blech. We need, like, some yep. disgusting sound effects for their relationship. Seriously. But, oh, oh, and we see her in this really sexy leotard thing, which I have to say, like, it was a really good-looking leotard, <laughs> but also it No, was, she looked amazing. She, she looked, looked amazing. Although I was like, it looks itchy to me, like a lace romper. <laughs> yes. But um, I, I know exactly where I want to start with Burnham. Well, but, so, but, but I thought it was in, kind of annoying that they did that, right? Like, why are they uh-huh. putting her in this fucking thing, right? Like, all of a sudden, you know, what, why was she literally laying around in lingerie because she's, like, mirror- She's mirror Michael, and so now she's all seductress or whatever. I don't they say, nah. Well, and then Fuck later when we see um, Burnham and Tyler in bed together, like, she gets out of bed, and she had, like, a kind of shorty negligee sure. on along with her shorty seduction robe. And I was like, how many pairs of fucking pajamas does she have <laughs> in the mirror universe? Whatever. I'll tell you what she don't have. 
She don't have a satin bonnet. And that's how you know it's an evil universe because my homegirl was yes. out there not being able to wrap up her hair at night. And so the fact that her hair came out looking so good without having a satin bonnet to protect those curls mm-hmm. was amazing. And for the first time, I want to bring in someone else to Ebony's hair report, Tilly. Captain Killy killing it with the flat iron locks. I want to know. Somebody at her for me. Wait, who? Find out how long it take it. Tilly, because, you know, she had the straight hair, but normally it's curly. She got long ass hair, too. Oh, I thought so you said locks. Take like, flat iron? Dre- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, her. Locks. The, yeah, yeah. Locks, yeah. locks. Yeah. And, but, and it had that, like, the little asymmetric thing, and then, like, uh, the parting, and then the, yeah. She's she's killing it. I know. It. She is killing it. Tilly is not at all my type, but I was like, you know what? You could get it. <laughs> Even though you're probably age 20. Yeah. Um. So... Wow, I feel like there's a lot to talk about, and I keep, like, blanking on where I want to go with this. So, okay, there was some interesting stuff in her monologue, right? Which I I was like... Mm-hmm. Was there, though? Yes, Ebony, there was, for those of us who have a de- b- b- modicum of decency and compassion. I- I'm unafraid to admit that I don't. Yeah, I know. Um, I liked that she was talking about how she's living this life of this horrible monster that's watching people be murdered and having to be like this awful person, which is counter to Mm -hmm. her own desires in how she would like to be as a human. And so she's Mm -hmm. like alluding to and, and not even alluding. She's directly saying that, like, the trauma of this situation, that like having to inhabit this horrible, this horrible person is fucking with her and that what happens with trauma is that you no longer the longer you inhabit the traumatized space um your Mm -hmm. baseline changes so your baseline of what's normal changes so she's grappling with am i am i now a bad person because i'm pretending to be a bad person like right that shit is fucking interesting to me now i doesn't sound like the show is doing anything with it or is gonna like they might. Who knows? They might see it through. I have no fucking idea. But I that was. Well, I think I think I they might because you know at the end. Um, spoiler alert! When uh, this whole when podcast Burnham is a spoiler sh- alert. <laughs> uh, maybe we have one new listener to add to the three. <laughs> but anyways, when Burnham when Burnham shoots Tyler's ass out the transporter <laughs> um, uh. into the the darkness of space, and then he is rescued by Boo. Saru. Saru is like, listen. No matter how heinous the crimes, we live by the rule of yeah. law. And I was like, yeah, actually, you know, kind of, you know, had a discussion about this on Twitter um, today. Check out my feed at Ebony Aster. But, you know, it is incumbent upon us not to become um, subject to the same depravity that we fight against. Right. And so I do think they might wrestle with it. Like, what do you become when you are engaged in like th- there's there's no kind of moral position for either, you know, I am a murderer or I pretended to be a murderer and, you know, killed people. But that's not who I am inside. Ultimately, the act is the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Which which so. goes to which directly goes to that moment where she's talking to Lorca and he says mm-hmm. the ends justify the horrible means. And then she's like, right. you've been tortured for too long. Like that. The right. reason you think that, which is this weird thing, because that's totally Lorca. That's always been his character. So I don't think like yeah. the torture's getting to him. I think that he just legitimately like is a dick. But yeah. also in that scene, how the, why the fuck is she talking to him like he's the captain on this ship mm-hmm. where they could get caught at any point? And also, people are so loose, so man, loose. Like no one is suspicious. She's been gone, presumed dead for however long, right? She pops up. Um, she's got Lorca in tow. She's got this random other dude who's her bodyguard, and yet like 
it, given the uh, like the makeup of that like oppressive, fearful regime, like no one's clocking her, no one's listening in on her, yeah. no one's like, wow, our captain who's been <laughs> disappeared and presumed dead, sure yeah. seems to skulk off a lot by herself, and you know, oh totally, whatever, whatever. But, but so when Slave Saru comes in and like interrupts them while they're having this like really emotional moment, which I thought, you know, mm-hmm. as much as I fucking hate them, I thought that there was something like tender about it. Like I thought they did the best that they could with the given situation of their yeah i know i'm with you um but like why would why would he just walk in without buzzing like so let I'm me like, ask you this so why let is she having up. these like one-on-one moments yeah. with lorca in her cabin if people are just gonna bust in on her that's what i'm saying but before we even add that saru moments anita yes you've seen the shape of water oh fuck did you off. think it was <laughs> Did you think it was a subtle shout out to Guillermo del Toro when Saru is giving Burnham a bath in his fishy oh, man God, hands? I didn't even think <laughs> and I was like, Doug oh, Jones, I see you. Oh, That's my boy. So That's much. my boy. All right. Oh my God. So I'm just gonna plug Feminist Frequency Radio right now because on this week's <laughs> podcast, we're gonna talk about the shape of water and we're gonna go into this right. whole fucking fish people thing, and I, it's not gonna be fun. But but. You know, shout out. That whole scene, that whole scene gave me my life. I was like, I see what you're doing there. It was awful. Oh, it was so uncomfortable. I mean, and it was supposed to be, right? Like, I I think that, whatever. All right. So, what else? Where where do we go next? Okay, so while Michael and Lorca and uh, Tyler are doing their thing, Mm -hmm. uh, Stamets is screaming, the forest is dark, but I can see him through the trees, the trees, the trees. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So I kind of liked this stuff with Tilly and Stamets and Saru, where Tilly's Uh like, look, you need to let me do this. Like, I have more knowledge than anyone else. This is not a medical problem. This is a spore problem. And I know more Mm -hmm. than anyone. Let me, let me do, try something. Yeah. And so I really I liked that she you were like we're seeing progress in her character a little bit where she's building some confidence and and mm-hmm. there's got to be a correlation between like she's pretending to be captain and she's like mm-hmm. building confidence and then her directly asking if Saru yeah. will um uh a- will give her a recommendation for the command mm-hmm. training program mm-hmm. like I like this. Keep doing keep keep giving Tilly some I, shit. I, I absolutely love it and I love the slow progression of it. There mm-hmm. there has been no like abrupt 180 in her behavior such that she's suddenly like an unqualified badass, you know, completely self-assured. It feels real. Her progression seems real. So yeah, keep doing that. Like I'm so back to loving Tilly mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, having kind of let it go. My frustration with the last few episodes before the, the season hiatus um, where they just, it felt like she was, became just a sort of like random wingman crew member. Wing so yeah, person. I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. She's, she's just, a fantastic, compelling character in her own right. And I, man, I just, there, there's so much promise in this show. There's so much promise. I love Saru and I love what we're coming to know about him and who he is and his background. And like that little moment where um, Saru is talking to Burnham in her quarters and says, you know, my kind are rare in this universe. Have you seen any Kelpians yeah. where you are? And she chooses, you know, not to reveal the state of the one Kelpian, like his, his counterpart, right? But I was just like, yeah, I want to know more about this. And that kind of like, this the richness um, that he, that Doug Jones, shout out to my boy, is able to convey, right? <laughs> yeah. But so I just feel like we're learning so much, and it's great that we're learning it now, but there... 
they squandered so much time getting us to this place you know where you know i really feel more investment with the characters and also i just don't trust them at this point that they won't you know unleash the hounds and let the show be garbage yeah. fire again. And there was this, there, that moment you're talking about, there's this, there they do this juxtaposition of, you know, like, I mean, they really are trying to show compassion in contrast to like this hardened military life where, you know, like Michael doesn't tell Saru that there are any right. of his kind. And, um, but then you see the next scene where Saru doesn't tell Michael that Culver died. Because, right. you know, he, he whatever. And I was going to, mm-hmm. I actually made a note being like, would you, if you were in Michael's position, what would you have, how would you have answered that question? Yeah. I think I would have made the same choice or lied and said, yeah, you know, there's a cop and he is very important to the running of the crew and you know whatever and unfortunately i don't think i'll be able to talk to him again (laughs) before i get out of here so i can't get any more information don't question me Um, (laughs) but i i i I, it it was such a moment and i i i really liked how that that scene played out yeah yeah me too so okay then oh oh like let's just wrap up the stamets bit so stamets dies and then psych he's not actually dead um And which but Culver still is. I I really I know this. I feel like so petty and childish asking this, but I don't want Colbert to be dead. I, want I don't either. But there's no way he's not him dead. Their way out of this. There's no oh, way yeah. he's not dead. He's got. There's you no know way what's they, gonna happen. Oh, oh, you know what's you, you know what's gonna happen. The mirror universe Culbert is gonna pop up, and then maybe. Um, you think he's? Oh, that's not right. Yeah. But yeah, I don't want them to kidnap uh, Culbert just because I can't <laughs> <Kidnap> deal. Culbert. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's what this episode should be called, kidnapping a Culver. Yeah, no, it totally sucks. And also, they did not need to show his murder again. Like, I thought that was No, they showed it, like, bullshit. three times. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yep, yep. Um, so I was really glad that Stamets didn't die, die, whatever is happening right now, because then I, yeah. then I would be like, literally, you're killing off both queer characters. Fuck yeah, you. Seriously. Right? Like, that's right. what I would have right. been in Exactly. Rage. Exactly. Um, the last scene where Mirror Paul and Normal Paul are in that mental thing was cheesy as fuck. <laughs> like, come on. And at that point- you know, yeah. Have you ever done um, any acting or theater work? Not really. Me either. And so what I'm about <laughs> to say reveals the depth of my ignorance. But I wonder if there's a thing like horizontal acting where you can be a specialist and just lying down or being like a sick character. Because I would be so bomb at that. You know? Like, how does your great work, Ebony? I'll tell you how it works. I was watching Cole, or Stamets, and I was like, look at him just getting a lie there. Like, he is collecting the easiest fucking paycheck. Oh my he just had to goodness. wear some contacts in this scene. And I was like, I want in. I want in on this scam, this horizontal acting scam. Wow. Um, so wow. Any, wow, buddy. Wow. All right. I know. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get in so much trouble from who? From my partner, who is in fact a working actor, who's probably about to beat down the door to the studio <laughs> and take me to the cross. I'm really but glad. I stand by my statement. I'm glad we're on video chat so I can watch that all happen. And oh my god, it's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be like World Wrestling Federation. It's gonna be so good. All right. So the mm-hmm. other thing here is that they um, they go on this mission, right? So. Tyler, uh, not Tyler, fucking, um, the Emperor gives an order that they need to destroy a planet because the Rebel Alliance, which is a Star Wars term, I can't remember what they called it, 
uh, is it the mm-hmm. Rebel Alliance? I don't fucking know. It's a it's, rebel. It is a rebel alliance of some sort. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is uh, lots of different alien races working together, which is very unusual in the non-mirror universe, which is right. also a mirror universe, but whatever. Um, and so uh, Michael devises this plan to figure out how to not murder all of them without getting caught. Uh, which, mm-hmm. like, again, all of this is interesting. It was so badly done in every conceivable way, right? So, like, at yeah. that point, I'm rolling my eyes so fucking hard at this show. They go down to the planet. It's super cheesy. It's Vok. Mm-hmm. And then when Sarit comes out, I was done. I was so done uh, with this seriously. episode. That was the dumbest shit. It was so yeah. infuriating. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, I have a question for <laughs> and maybe you know this got covered and I turned my head away and missed it but why didn't Sarek just mind meld with Tyler I know like, that would have given us so questions. much information also it seemed like Tyler so he lunges for speaking Klingon lunges for Volk right who is tries him to assassinate him exactly tries to assassinate him whatever blah 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 there's this tense moment and then it's just done I felt I like there would have been a I lot more questions. Thing. I would have felt like someone would have stood up and been like, yo, yo, uh, 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 we got we to gotta talk some more of this out. Like, yes. we're not just going to let y'all roll out. But Something also, just happened here. We need to Tyler break this down. Tyler just stands there as if he's not, like, he's not even being contained or anything. He just stands there yeah. as if he's not going to do it, as if he's been and like, like, yeah. And they're what? just like, how, how could we possibly know what he was thinking? Fucking mind melt with him. <laughs> like, Sark is right there. He just mind melted with Burnham. Oh. I got... I, what then, is happening? Like these are some. This is some basic shit. That, yeah. Then they go through the whole dialogue of I told you that she was trustworthy. I didn't tell you he was yeah. trustworthy. So figure it out. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, what? Just, he's right there. If they had even just said like uh, you should mind meld with him, and they've been like um, for whatever. Like I can only mind meld once every hour. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's some bullshit reason. That at least would have satisfied it. But I was so mad because I was just like, what? the fuck like this is just stupid you're asking me to suspend my disbelief in a way that you don't get to ask me anymore show also i love oh and like burnham is having this like philosophy 101 discussion (laughs) with valk right but meanwhile (laughs) fucking tyler's got the dts twitching by her and just going crazy like his head's (laughs) flopping back he's sweating he's twitching and like no one is noticing noticing. i know absolutely no paying attention yeah totally not the same thing and then when they walk out, they are like two to beam up in front of, like right in front of the encampment, as if that's not yeah. fucking shady and weird. How does she justify that to her crew? Again, how did she even get to go down there again? I'm just like, no one in this mirror universe, which we are told is founded upon suspicion and fear of the other, you know, and like constant backstabbing. The fact that she has been allowed this latitude after being away, presumed dead, no one's questioning it, you know, like, and no one's stopping her. Yeah. I, just, I can't imagine I'm waiting. that they would have been like, oh, yeah, so our captain is just going to go down with this random other guy who we don't even really know that well and, you know, uh, take care of the emperor's orders and whatever. Yeah, we're totally cool and with this. No, that wouldn't happen. Especially after she had just said, do a landing party, like, put a landing yeah. party together. Now she's like, nope, psych. Not going to do yeah. that. It's just, I'm waiting for number one to kill her. Like, the chick, uh, the woman whose oh, name I can't. seriously. Like, one of the and things they keep, that they I... keep showing her face, and I'm like, is she going to try to sabotage her? Like, that would make sense. 
That would make I know. a lot of sense. I wonder, I wonder if that actor is loving the mirror universe because in the mirror universe, she doesn't have like that kind of yeah. cybernetic piece yeah. that she normally does. And I wonder if she's like, oh, this is such a nice break to just have my face <laughs> I bet. be free. You know, speaking of like the away teams and stuff, one of the things that was at least slightly better about uh, The Next Generation was that Picard didn't constantly jet down in away teams the way the Kirk was constantly going down. Mm-hmm. To, you know, I'm like, the whole point of having a number one is that the captain can remain on board. Yeah. And also, an away team would never include every single, like, ranking bridge officer. And yet, <laughs> <laughs> that was constantly happening. Yeah. Anyway. Fair. Fair. I have a very important question. I bet I know what it's about. Do you want to take a guess? Or are you just saying that to sound like a smart is the qu- Nope. Is the question about... How many more times this show is going to find a way to insert that shot of Klingon boobs into an episode? Oh, right. That wasn't my question, but that is a good question. Yeah, that's yeah. Ma- that makes me real they'll uncomfortable. Be back. Yeah. I guarantee you they'll be back at least twice more before the end of the season. I, you know what? They were too I, hard on those prosthetics. I don't think I can doubt you ever again. You called Child. every ho, ho, ho. Oh, my goodness. You called every like, single thing. What? And I was like, no, that's yeah. so dumb. They wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. They literally yeah. put the giant brain <laughs> into his head. Into a small, small body. Yeah. <laughs> I have to see. How this happened. Like, we're just getting these flash cuts, right, of the surgery and the screaming and whatever. But I just want to see them break open that carapace, take out his huge Klingon brain, and, like, <laughs> shove it. Just, like, <laughs> mash it into Tyler's body. I know that's gross yeah. and vile, but I have to see how that happens. Okay. bananas. So I was, like... There was a very deep part of my soul that was so Mm. happy to see Tyler in space suffocating. (laughs) (laughs) That is wrong. I can't believe. And you get on me. I can't believe. I don't normally say things like that, but I'm just going to be honest with our three listeners. Yep. There's more of you. Um, That... I was just, there was a moment of like, oh, good, we're rid of him now. I don't need to mm-hmm. deal with him anymore. And then he gets beamed right. onto the ship, and I'm like, mother oh, effer. But even in all of that, I was like, you know, I wasn't sure what they were going to do with that. And I actually, for a second, really mm-hmm. thought that they were just going to kill him off, and I was so happy about it. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I was like, that is so, that is such a terror, like, like, you want to preserve that body to do scientific research on, like, how the fuck yeah. that happened, right? Like, that is right, right. weird. Weird. Yeah. So I, we, we have to know how they squished that big Klingon body into to ash. But I have a question about, and again, I will cop to the fact that I, I try my best, y'all. I try my best, but I'm easily distracted like a two-year-old okay so if someone waves something shiny in front of me while the show's on it takes me like 30 seconds to get back into it <laughs> did they explain how saru knew that to beam tyler on board no you know because he's didn't. like blah 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 you know uh, i'm assuming that was done we off. are exactly but then but then he says you know and also you know if if i hadn't saved you we wouldn't have gotten this yeah like he, I assume he... that they. I just assumed that they did an off-screen discussion of it, and then that's why she was like, "I'm gonna do it. Like, I want to be responsible for like killing this guy, so that she could right. do some yeah. trickery." Okay, I that's well, what that's, I assumed. I assumed they, you that know too, but I was just like, "This show, this show is not skillful enough at conveying that you know machinations have been happening behind the scenes um, for me to believe that." It honestly just felt like 
you know, I mean, deus ex machina and whatever. And I was like, no, yeah. how did he know? This could have gone left if he had just been like, like if he just didn't just assume. Yeah. Um, well, whatever. You know, I'm or gonna, act in one way. I'm going to take it. Because this show is fucking exposition junction, and oh I like God. I'd rather it just be the, like figure it out on clunkiest. your own viewers. Um, yeah. I, my very important question was why are evil costumes always so much cooler? Like always in every conceivable yeah. way. Yeah. And so like that, there's a shot of Tyler. Oh, fuck. Why do I keep saying Tyler? Of Michael on the bridge, mm-hmm. and it's this pan up to her. And she's just like sitting there, kind of like sideways in the chair or whatever. Yeah. And she just looks so fucking cool. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but it's um, it's got to be related to somehow to like Star Wars, uh, stormtroopers, the way people love to dress up as stormtroopers. I guess. Uh, but even you know, like I even don't know. in Star Wars, those like really cool red costumes for that yeah. were the, the the guys thing, the words that mm-hmm. I can't think of this late at night. Um, Evil is fashionable. Evil is fashionable. Yeah. Okay, so the end, uh, we have to talk about what mm-hmm. the fuck, that bullshit. That... So here's the thing that bothers me about mm-hmm. Mirror Universe stuff. Yeah. Is that, because we were talking about this last week, where you were like, how is uh-huh. everybody on the exact same timeline except Thank you. evil? Right? Thank like, you. We've Thank talked you. about this. So, like, mm-hmm. it. that's why when Sark shows up, you're like, oh, give me a fucking break. And then, like, Vox shows up, and you're like, okay, cool. Oh, wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to back up, because I want to end with the end. So uh, I had another question. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Michael goes down there to, uh, to find out how she can convince the Klingons in her timeline to be better, to negotiate. Like, did she get that information? I I could not figure out. He just said, like, when our houses are aligned, we can welcome other people in. Yeah. That's all he said. So what, is she going to go back and align the fucking Klingon houses? Yeah, I don't. I don't know why she thinks that the fact that um, that the head of the Re- Rebel Alliance or whatever they're called, the fact that he is a Klingon, will somehow provide her with the kind of information no. that will sway the tide of the war back home. Like I can just imagine her going back to our universe and being like, "Yo, what's up?" Uh, hooked up with Vok in Mirror Universe, and before <laughs> she can even finish explaining, they're just like, eh, "And blow dead. out the airlock." Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, so it ended with, you know, like, she was giving them time to leave the planet, which I don't know how she justifies giving them an hour. Like, I don't know how she justifies that to Girl, her crew. just let it go, because none of it makes sense. <laughs> but none so, of it. all of a sudden, the planet gets obliterated, and mm-hmm. uh, the emperor shows up, and who is the fucking emperor? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Giorgio. I can't yeah. hate it, because I was so happy to see Michelle Yeoh again. I was so pissed. So it's Captain Giorgio, which I'm like, so this is when I start, when I go, but that's what I was talking about before I Uh sidetracked all of us, um, was that like, it's everyone has to be back, but also has to be evil and whatever, whatever. And I just, I'm like, cool that like the emperor is a woman of color Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And it's so awesome to see her again. But also like, I rolled my eyes so fucking hard. I was like, are you (laughs) kidding me? And then when you watch the... Like, coming up next week, I was like, oh, Lord, Uh this show is going down the drain again. Like, we got one good episode, and that's all we get, because this is just Mm -hmm. garbage fire. Yeah. Garbage fire. Oh, also, why did Lorca smile when he realized who it was? Did you see the little reaction on his face? I didn't because my eyes had rolled so far back up in my head that it took me a while to dislodge him. Honestly, I was so concerned because there was that moment near the end with just Lorca and Burnham. Oh, where he touched you know, her hand. quietly. Ew. Yeah, and I was like, don't you fucking dare. Don't 
even think about it, I will jump through this TV. I will kick every single one of y'all's asses. Don't. Oh, God. So, okay. We've so, talked about how we definitely 100% will not tolerate them having any kind of romantic relationship, which I don't think that they will do. I feel like. Yeah. So you didn't really watch uh, Voyager, which, you know, disgraceful. <laughs> yep, that is correct. Um, that But correct. I feel like they're. There could be, have I talked about this before? There could be like that kind of captain, uh, you know, a, what, I don't know, associate, what's the fucking word mm-hmm. for people on the crew? Subordinate. Relationship. It's what we have, Anita. It's what you and I have. Oh my you God. Are, <laughs> you are the Chakotay <laughs> to my Janeway. No, I don't want to be Chakotay. Ew. Do you want to be Balana? I mean, I'd rather clearly be I'm the leader. Listen, clearly I'm Janeway. I don't even watch that. Sh- I never watch that show. And clearly I don't. I'm OK, I would normally give you that. But because you haven't watched the show, I'm going to say no fucking way. Do you get to be Janeway? Because you don't know the fullness of how amazing she is. Anyways, stop Whatever. derailing me. I saw, like I saw the episodes with Q. Those are the only oh, those, ones yeah, that I really yeah. paid attention to. So um, anyways, Janeway builds this relationship with Seven of Nine. Seven of Nine, I think her name is, if I remember yeah. correctly, Um, which is this like interesting like. It's I, it's not intimate in any kind of romantic way, but it's like relationship mm-hmm. building that's really interesting. So I can right. see Lorca and Burnham kind of having that in some sort of twisted way, even though I don't really like Lorca. So I like yeah, no, that I, I scene see made that. sense, it just right? A little bit more charged. Yeah, and I know. know. Well, it just seemed a little more charged. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to not read it that way because I think that there is some value in we're here alone, and she's like, I literally can't do mm-hmm. this alone, and he's like, You're not, and I think that that's like a very compassionate response and to listen to him when he was in the torture chamber saying like, maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe Uh I don't know. Like those, that seems like progress to me in this character. And I don't know if it's like they're frying his brain or not, but I think there is some, you know, like potential there for Lorca to be less of a fucking tool. As, as, as I sat through this episode suffering through my hangover, watching Lorca, I was like, yes, we are learning through our pain together. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, maybe don't drink as much. I don't Girl, know. bad choices were made. Did I'll you admit have fun to at that. Least? No, oh, not cool. enough to justify what happened. Did you? Did you dance all night? Get your no. groove on. What are you? Eighty-seven? No, I didn't. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, okay. Before we wrap up, I do want to mention um, that. So we got a a message from on Twitter from Poetry Ghost who said, with regards to violence in military, do you not think that this episode setting is meant to contrast the normal one so it looks less military? Maybe Mm -hmm. question mark, Uh, which I thought was an interesting observation because we have talked about how this show is so aggressively militaristic and war and blah 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 so like wait i don't think i don't think i'm understanding the question so is the does the mirror universe between the the mirror universe is because it's so militaristic it's supposed to make the like primary universe look less militaristic that's what that's what they were yeah asking yeah uh i could see that being true only we we've seen moments of like cruelty but we haven't seen like lots of as much you know kind of i don't know militarism for for lack of a better term um and kind of jingoism as i would expect like if you go back to the like the very first mirror universe episode um on star trek the original series you i, I don't know it just felt more alien in a way that this does I, I i don't know maybe it's just because yeah i'm so tired and i just am not willing to cut this show any slack but i don't know i'll think I, I, that is a good question yeah i i i agree i think it's an interesting question and i don't i don't know if i 
I don't know if it, I think that the way you just described it was very clarifying in terms of like, mm. it is a cruel universe. It's not necessarily a, um, I, th- th- there is conversation around like the Terrans are blah, blah, blah. But I don't get the sense of like, the Terrans are the supreme race that needs to mm-hmm. like, be, that is the best race of all. I think that's a subtext right. there, but there's not a lot of right. language around it because they're just trying to show how like awful it is to exist day to day. But right. you know what? They did fucking blow up that whole planet. But, you know, that's yeah. more like it's more like Empire. So I don't know. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think that that's interesting. And I'd be curious to see how like the rest of the Mirror Universe episodes plays out in terms of yeah. when we go back to the other universe, if what that's going to look like. Right, um, right. I want to uh, thank um, Joe Black on Twitter for the DS9 Mirror episode recommendations that you gave me. I have not watched them yet, but I will one day, maybe. <laughs> maybe Anita and I will do a bonus and we'll watch them together. Um, oh yeah, we could do and that. Then, that and would be so bonus. that would be like you actually hanging out with me. We don't have to watch like, them in the same like room together. Like friends and not like boss subordinate. Simmer down, Chicote. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh that's it for us. If you like our show, please do and us you a better. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to make you like the show, but Ebony might. Uh, please do us a small favor and rate us on iTunes. It really helps us get the word out. And tell all of your other Star Trek loving friends. Uh, we always want to hear from you, so talk to us. I'm on Twitter at Anita Sarkeesian. I am at Ebony Aster. Uh, you can check out all of our work and our other podcasts, including Feminist Frequency Radio at feministfrequency.com. Shout out to Jules, who is editing this episode, who's our new production what, assistant. What? Yeah. As Saru said... Stay safe and be wary. That's my closing. Do you like that? (laughs) I'm in shock. Wrap it up. Except I need your theme song for the week. I was right. I was so right. You didn't know I was right, but I knew I was right. I was right. Man, that's the same theme song as last week. Cheap. Cheap. I'm right. (laughs) All right, bye, y'all. Bye. Play the theme.